0: You're listening to Time Out with Jen and Lisa, a podcast where we talk about what matters most sports. Hello, good people, and welcome to episode 16 of Time Out with Jen and Lisa. We have a hodgepodge of topics to talk about this week. We've got the NCAA tournament, both men's and women's we'll look at. Uh, We've got, um, let's see, NFL happenings, um, Deshaun Watson. Hmm, how does that impact any trades? Uh, We've also got NHL. We can talk a little about NASCAR going back to dirt track for the first time in 50 years. We've got all sorts of fun stuff, so um hope you enjoy this week's episode. I am your host, Jennifer Fink, and with me is the wonderful... Lisa Porcello. The Trivia Master, as I like to call and, her. And I'd
1: like to point out something. This is Podcast 16, yes. and NCAA is going to the Sweet,
0: Sweet 16. 16. So maybe we call this Episode Sweet, Sweet 16. 16. I like it. I think um, I think this is now episode Sweet Sixteen. So yes, speaking of the Sweet Sixteen, should we talk about the NCAA Men's bracket sure. and how you are in the lead in our little uh, I know our little pick 'em pool that uh, a couple of us are doing? I think the maximum points I can get is eighty-seven. I think the maximum points you can get is one hundred and forty. Call it a comeback <laughs> So yes, I am um, not doing very well So don't listen to anything I say And listen <laughs> more to what Lisa says Because I'm such an expert Well, you know I, what I, was I that? can't even <laughs>
1: shoot a layup or a three-pointer It doesn't matter if you can
0: play <laughs> What matters is that you pick them right Do you know
1: why I, I they would put me on the court When I played in like little league basketball Because I had really long arms and I was tall They just kept telling me <laughs> to put your arms up
0: put your arms up <laughs> just so you would block everything yeah, right so that's really funny yeah
1: so should we just kind of uh
0: blow down a little bit and sure. um we can look at start in the West Western conference and no surprise Gonzaga is moving on to the Sweet 16 they're gonna take on Crichton that's gonna be on Sunday. At two o'clock, I believe. Now, uh, before
1: we really get into it, though, I, I have a, a nifty oh little stat here we for go. you. Uh, so, this past weekend was one of the most surprising weekends in tournament history. The average seed advancing to the third round was five point eight eight. The previous high was 5.56 wow. in 1986. So that means that there was definitely some upsets.
0: Definitely some upsets. So more lower seeds have moved on yes. than in, in any previous year. Yes. Fascinating. By five-tenths. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It means that more lower seeds are moving on. In fact, um, you know, we had uh, Ohio who beat Virginia who I believe I predicted that Ohio would beat Virginia. I was not very impressed with Virginia, but um, I I did actually pick that one. Uh, Creighton, I did pick. Gonzaga, I picked. Oklahoma, I picked. um, Then how are you losing? um, Because I think those are the only ones I got right. (laughs) Right. The rest is just a shit show for me, honestly. Okay. Well, but should we go back
1: to the West Region? Let's
0: go. Let's stick in the West Region. That's the top half of the West Region. That's your first Sweet Sixteen game.
1: So you got Gonzaga, who's number one and the overall number one, going yes. against uh, Creighton, who's number five. Is yep. it Creighton or Creighton? I don't know. I always said Creighton, but I Creton, Crouton, Crouton, Creton, I don't Crouton.
0: know. Okay. You know, I don't know. We're from Jersey. We never say anything right. So yes, I um, I don't. I don't think anybody's going to stop Gonzaga. I think they are just going to steamroll over this game. I, I don't think it's going to be close. I just don't.
1: No. The only person, the only team that can beat Gonzaga is Gonzaga. That's, that's true. Um, you know, you've got Creighton in the first round. They narrowly, uh, narrowly survived a game with uh, UC Santa Barbara uh, they didn't look that great to me. Um, they looked pretty good at, when they played uh, Ohio. I mm-hmm. think it was the 13th seed mm-hmm. in the second round. Um, they, but they
0: own, they won by what? Uh, can I do math quickly? 14 points. They only won by 14 points. I mean, Ohio is a good little team. They're a yes. good team.
1: Uh, it's their first Sweet 16 since 1974.
0: Wow. And Crichton just got by UCSB, by the way. In their first round game. Now, they
1: do have one of the nation's best three point shooting backcourts. Okay. Uh, They've got uh, Marcus Zagorowski, Mitch Blen, Mitch Blaylock. They've got a good offense. Their defense is pretty good. Uh, Sorry if I'm butchering your name, Marcus (laughs) Zagorowski, (laughs) Damian Jefferson, and Denzel Mahoney. They each average more than a steal a game. Um, I think they will provide some challenge to Gonzaga, but I agree with you. I don't see Gonzaga.
0: Gonzaga by twenty, I think. No, uh, you think it's be closer than that? Less than twenty. I think it's. You know, this is the time when you see teams really start to take off. I mean, they they beat Norfolk State by forty five. They beat Oklahoma by sixteen, and I think Oklahoma was sort of my my January kind of sleeper team, one that could pull an upset. I thought they played Gonzaga really well, uh, but yes, I. I Beating them by sixteen significant, I I just don't, I just don't see it. I mean, I just I you know, know
1: what though, if Creighton's, uh, you know they do have one of the the nation's best three point shooting percentages, if they start hitting threes, draining threes, I mean that could really maybe keep them in the game. Um, I think that if you see them starting to light it up, then Gonzaga's got a problem. But I agree yep. with you, Gonzaga is going to win this game. Yeah, not I just by don't twenty, see it. but okay. Maybe 10.
0: Okay, we should see what the point the point spread is on, on these games while we talk about them because that's fun. Um, anyway, oh yeah, let's go to Daily Lines here. Let's take a look. Uh, that is not what I need. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, this is New Jersey. Wow, you can this this bet on sports in New Jersey. So. This is fascinating. You can look at any of the Daily Lines and you've got Caesars, William Hill, MGM, Points Bet, Betfair Sportsbook. Wow, you have
1: all these different this is a, you know how many from. billions of dollars are bet on in, 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 in March. For I the can't tournament. even
0: imagine the amount of money that I is, mean, that whether is it's
1: in office pools or, you know, real sports betting, because as I said, we're in New Jersey where you can legally bet on sports. But yes. Uh, so I, I mean, it's got to be in the billions.
0: It has to be. It has to be, because because according to my law, my log, my blog, (laughs) the men is are expected to make what six hundred million dollars. I encourage you to go out and read my blog. Yes, it's very good. um...
1: It's time.
0: Yes, it's time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally blanking on the name. Wait, you're blanking on your own blog.
0: I am. I am. I am because it's uh, it's really about the NCAA and. Women's athletics and how this injustice has been going on for a very long time. Here's something interesting.
1: Speaking of money, so Albine Christian College, Mm
0: -hmm. you know
1: they had an upset. Mm -hmm. Do you know that they made ten million dollars by winning that upset game Mm -hmm. in money Mm -hmm. from the NCAA? Mm -hmm. Ten million Mm dollars.
0: Do you know how much the women get? Read my blog. So anyway. (laughs) Well
1: don't tell us. I'm
0: I'm not. I'm not. You gotta go read my blog. Do you wanna that I don't remember the name of, but it's the most
1: recent blog. It's a. it's out there on social media.
0: Injustice for women the time is not That the time Injustice for Women is not new. The time was just
1: wrong. Is That's that... what it was. Okay. That's all the right. title of it. So you gotta keep your titles simple.
0: I know. See, I had all the injustice and women in and... Like
1: I, I had the most beautiful pitch. Three hundred and seventy four days.
0: Yes. That's why I Trevor not Bauer is a diva.
1: You
0: know. I think I actually came up with that you did one. did come up with that one. <laughs> he is a diva, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk, we'll, we'll about, talk that. about that. So anyway, so Gonzaga and and, and Creighton, I, I, I think they're going to win. Um, the bottom half of the bracket, we've got USC and Oregon, and I, I would think, like to say that I didn't pick either one of those.
1: Well, and I would like to say I think this is a fairly even matchup. Uh, I think it's one of the more even matchups in the Sweet 16 right now. Um, USC. I mean, they made their first Sweet Sixteen. I think since two thousand and seven, they had to go through Drake. They had to go through Kansas. Those are not pushover teams. Um, combination of outside shooting and interior dominance is really how they've been winning. Um, I love that they have brothers that play on the team, <laughs> yes, Evan and true. Isaiah Mobley. I, I that's love that. True, they're one of the top uh, shot blocking teams in the country. Um. It's their best season yet in the eight-year tenure of their coach, uh, Andy Enfield. But then you have Oregon. Oregon destroyed Iowa in the second round with, with their big star, Luca Garza. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Iowa was going to go further. Uh, yes,
0: <laughs> clearly. I, I have them playing Gonzaga in the next round, but that is not so happening anymore.
1: All five of the Ducks starters average double figures. Uh their group is led by their senior guard Chris Duarte. He scored 23 in Oregon's second-round victory versus Iowa. Um, another effective three-point shooter. Uh, they're just really clicking at the right time. Um, so I-, I think if I had to make a pick, I think I would go with Oregon. I-, I think that's I think because the fact that they're clicking at the right time is why I'm picking them. I think I think
0: that's a really um, safe pick. I, I agree with you. I think I think it's going to be a very, very tight game. Yeah. I think it's going to it could be a buzzer beater type of a game we're that's talking about. That's what I'm about. saying. Um, because I think they're both very, very evenly matched. Uh, they got they got through. I mean, I got to tell you, though, Southern Cal, I, I get what you're saying that they're peaking, but man, Southern Cal looked really good against Kansas. They beat them by, what, 34 points? Yeah. I mean, um, Kansas. that's that's impressive. So it's it's
1: but this wasn't a Kansas team of old.
0: It wasn't, but they were still a 3 seed. I mean, do I think they were overseeded? Yes. I uh, think yeah. they were overseeded. But I think <sighs> I think I might go with Southern Cal in this game. Okay. Again, don't listen to me because I don't know <laughs> yes, what the we all i we all know about. who's in the lead. Yeah, we do. So. We do miss 140 potential points remaining. Um, anyway, so I'm in second. Mind you, next, I don't win way. anything. No, you never... <laughs> Just bragging rights. You never do. I don't even get a trophy, so... No, I'll, maybe I'll make you a plastic one or paper one or something. All right, that's cool. Um, anyway, so yes, I think Southern Cal's um, going to take that one. But I-, I thought the games were really good in the West. Uh, there were... I don't know I wouldn't say there was really the Oregon Iowa game was a significant upset
1: the others I I had Iowa going much further I had Iowa playing Gonzaga I really I like Luca Garza I mean
0: I think he's great I think he's he's a great player (laughs) yeah
1: I I yeah I didn't I misread that one
0: but it's okay uh, so did a lot of people because they had them at a number two. So <laughs> anyway, so we were we're not alone. At least we're not alone. We Yeah, there friends. are
1: there are no perfect brackets. No. That, so we're
0: really not that alone. That went
1: away, I think uh in the first round actually. I think. It
0: probably did. It probably did. <laughs> so no, I think there was one left and then the second round was the icing yeah. on the cake. Yeah. yeah. So so okay, so that's our west. So the west we've got um I have you have Gonzaga in Oregon. I have Gonzaga Southern Cal. Yes. I have Gonzaga moving on.
1: I have Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. we'll get There's to that just no next week, but I have fans butts
0: on that one. Okay, should we move on to the east?
1: Sure. All and you got right. the number 1 Michigan. And yes, they're going against uh, number four, Florida State. And you've got number 11, UCLA, going against number two, Alabama.
0: So I had Texas, uh, but I did have Michigan, Florida State, and Alabama. I still like Florida State. I still like them. I know that they are not the favorite to win. They're actually a plus 2,000 to win the whole national championship. So if you want to make a little bit of money, you could put a buck down on that. if They win. <laughs> you know, But the one you really want to do is Oral Roberts. They're... 12,500. Nice. So they have no chance. In hell, none but. at all. But you never know. Anyway. So I do like Florida State. I like Florida State because I feel like they're, they're really gelling at, at a good time. I mean, the, the ACC is a tough conference. I know Duke and Carolina weren't what they usually are. They're a tough but conference. but I, I, They're but going against a big I, 10. Michigan team. is really good, but I just forever. I just can't with Michigan. And I think it's because they, whenever I've picked them to go pretty far, they always let me down. So now I'm, it's like PTSD, and I'm like, no, you know what? No, I'm not picking Michigan. So chances are, Michigan's going to win this game.
1: Okay. So here's the funny part: I have the same PTSD when it comes to Baylor because I always pick Baylor the to Baylor go men. far, and they never do. So there you go.
0: Okay. So at, at least we'll talk you, about at least that you know my, feelings, I, my feeling. I do. Because My feeling is. I, I thought eh. maybe
1: it was because you're a Duke fan. It's them, but we beat
0: them. So who the hell cares? You know, <laughs> Actually, we beat the you, Fab you beat their coach. Yeah, we beat Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard. Yeah. Who's and- Chris Webber and his magical timeout. That wasn't called. <laughs> which I love the fact that he's made fun of that and, and, made, and made it into a good thing because he has the timeout club for kids, which I think is amazing.
1: Yes. It's amazing. That you can turn something that's negative into something positive. That where you blew the championship game.
0: But anyway, um, I I, I don't know. I like Florida State.
1: I like Florida State. Um, I mean, Florida State, there's not a single star on that team. I I mean, they they play well as a team. Ten-man rotation consisting mostly of uh, veterans. Um, They're coached really well under Leonard Hamilton. They're known for their defense. Um, Excellent three-point shooting. Uh, They held their first two NCAA tournament opponents under 55 points. So I give them that, but – and I, I do see what you're saying about Florida State. Michigan, they started the season 18-1. and won. They're super – they were super hot and in the beginning. And then they lost three of their last five games entering the NCAA yeah, tournament. I, I'm going with Florida State. I think But they're... they're back on track. They beat Texas Southern. They beat LSU. They're playing without their best player, uh, senior forward Isaiah Livers, who's out wow. with a foot injury. And they're still winning. Uh, they got seven foot freshman phenom Hunter Dickinson, uh, who's just dominating in the post. Uh, got a bunch of veterans in the guard positions. I I just I see Michigan getting through this round, but I don't know about that. But I I, I don't. But I see do it. see what you're saying about Florida State. I don't see it. I
0: just think that Florida State's a better well rounded team. They distribute the ball better among each other. They play well with each other and they're gelling. And the thing is, you can never ever rule out Florida State. Well, how
1: many times did they beat Duke? Duke in could upset? be the best
0: team in the nation and <laughs> Florida State would make them look like a JV team. I mean, it was it's ridiculous. Like they play really good defense and I think it's going to end up I, I still I'm still going with Florida State aren't, with the upset. I mean, the other big upset we had and I think this this one killed a lot of brackets was Texas. Because uh, I, I had Texas going um, against Florida State and then Florida State going in, into the Final Four. But... I, I that was a huge upset, Abilene Christian beating them. And UCLA beating BYU was an upset to me. Um I felt like BYU was a was a good team. And actually BYU I thought maybe potentially could have beaten Texas if they'd played. But then they both lose in the first round, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm
1: angry at BYU, so I'm not gonna agree <laughs> with you. Uh BYU women beat my Rutgers women in the first round. We'll get round. there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. So I'm not I'm angry at BYU. Mm. Uh, do you want to move on to UCLA, Alabama? Yeah, UCLA, Alabama.
0: Um, I did uh, not pick either one of these. Either I, you know, um, I
1: picked Alabama, and it's so weird. It's no, hard. that's wrong.
0: I picked Alabama. It's hard I'm for me sorry.
1: because usually when schools have a dominating football team, their basketball team's not so great, and vice versa. So Alabama football is such a dominating force in the NCAA. And now they have a really good basketball team. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a little painful. It's a little painful. It's a little Um, painful. You know, they beat, their last round, they beat Maryland. Maryland's no joke. Uh, You know, it's the program's first sweet 16th and since uh, 2004. Uh, They're another team that's known for their three point shooting, but they are playing really good defense, Mm -hmm. especially in tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, they can even—I mean—they just stay in games even when their offense, when the buckets aren't going through the hoop, they can still stay in games because of their defense. Um, they're just gritty and uh, they don't give up. Um, all five of their starters can can hit double figures. Uh, I, I don't see UCLA taking down Alabama.
0: No, I don't see it either. Uh, I don't I, see it either at all.
1: You know the UCLA uh, they lost in their first Final Four uh, during their last tournament appearance in 2018. Um, you know they they came back from an 11 point deficit to beat Michigan State in the first four. Uh, they knocked off BYU, Abilene Christian. Um, I just don't I don't see it. I don't see them standing a chance against Alabama.
0: No, I don't either. And and I think. You know, you know Alabama beat a really good Maryland team um, a team I think was a little bit under the radar they beat them by almost 20 so I feel like I feel like they're playing really really hot right now UCLA beat Abilene Christian by 20 they probably should have beaten them by a lot more you know but again they're an 11 and Abilene Christian was a 14 so I felt like that seating was was about right but I agree. I think Alabama's going to go on. They're going to play Florida State, and then Florida State's going to take them out.
1: Nope. That's fine. Alabama right now <laughs> is playing with such intensity. Its defense has been, in this tournament, its defense has been unstoppable. Uh, the, the Tide can launch three-pointers at such an absurd rate and hit baskets that how do you, they, they just bury teams. But how but. does it continue? Because they've been doing it for over half
0: of the season. I mean, it, for a team to go from start to finish and be able to shoot with the such high percentage that they shoot. Hold on, let me look up at what their percentage is. Because I, I just don't buy it. I don't. I don't buy that teams can continue, continue that that trend. And they were sixteen and two in the conference. They were twenty six and six overall. Let's take a look at some of their stats. Don't get me wrong; they're really, really. Wait, so you see them
1: losing to UCLA? No, 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 no. They're gonna win. Oh, you're just saying they're not going. In general,
0: I just don't think they're gonna go on to the Final Four.
1: Alabama has the number two rated defense in the country. Not only that, their offense is pretty crazy. Yeah. So I I just I see Alabama uh, going far. Okay. Uh, but you know what? Hey, you disagree. That's fine. But we all know who's in first place.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. We all know who's in first place. I'm trying to see if they have any sort of stats here. Um, let's see. Top performers 2021. I mean their defense. Let's see. Six and a half rebounds a game. Two steal. I mean, if you take Herbert Jones out of the game, they have no defense because he's leading the team and everything. Um, but yeah, I I just don't I just don't see it. I think Florida State's gonna go on. I really do.
1: I think your your issue is you see Alabama as a football team. Um, I do. They're a football school. You know,
0: I, I agree. I I think they are they are a football school, but I mean they have good athletics in general. I mean they have good softball. They have good baseball. I mean basketball is not one that they're known for, but you know, I, I think it's okay. All
1: right. The next game, uh, the South. Oh, I'm sorry. Next
0: region. Yes, next region. The South. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Which game do you want to start with? The Baylor-Villanova matchup is a little bit intriguing to me. Um, Me too, I didn't see any real upsets in this this one. Let's see how I did going in. Let's see. I'm actually picking Villanova. I don't know why I did this, but I had Wisconsin beating Baylor. Um,
1: Because I don't trust Baylor. We've talked about the PTSD. Baylor has screwed me over many times, so I don't trust them.
0: I'm going with Villanova. This is the Ohio State region that blew everybody's bracket. Um, so it's Texas and Ohio State probably knocked out 90% of all brackets uh, <laughs> in on the first day. Uh, so, yeah, Oral Roberts upset Ohio State, but we'll start at the top. Baylor-Villanova, Villan- um, Baylor, I see Baylor taking that game. I think, you know, Villanova... You know they're ninth in the Big East in field goal percentage at forty four point six percent, which isn't bad. Like you, you know, you you ideally want to hit fifty percent, but they're like at forty five percent. They were tenth in three pointers at thirty five percent. Their defense is going to be the key against Baylor, but I just think Baylor is too much for Villanova, and I think this is where Villanova's run run comes to an end.
1: Well, I mean, I gotta disagree. Maybe it is PTSD, but. Baylor has never gone past the Sweet Sixteen.
0: I think this is their year.
1: Uh Villanova is in Sweet Sixteen for the third time in the last five seasons. Uh they beat Winthrop and North Texas. They play a slow and at a slow and sort of plodding pace, which I, I think prioritize uh, efficient offense. Mm-hmm. Um I, I just I don't know if Baylor is going to be able to handle the style of Villanova, uh, and I just I can't pick Baylor because I've had them going past the Sweet Sixteen in the past couple years and they just blow it. So okay. I just I'm seeing you know I, I'm seeing this one. I'm just I just got to go with Villanova. I, I see what you're saying about the stats, but yeah, I, know. I just
0: don't I just don't see it. I just don't see uh, Villanova being able to match up with them very well. I on don't. paper but you know Baylor yeah.
1: Baylor likes to yep. choke a little.
0: <laughs> in the bottom half of the bracket we have Oral Roberts with the big upset um in round 1 and in round 2. So
1: Oral Roberts here's a stat the for you. Golden Eagles, right? Yep, became just the second number 15 seed in history to advance to the sweet 16 after upset wins over number 2 seed Ohio State and number 7 seed Florida in the first and second rounds. Wow. So they're just the second 15th seed To advance to the Sweet 16. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Yep. And they have the nation's leading scorer. Yes. Uh, Max Abmus. Uh, I mean, that's a lethal weapon to have a guy that is the nation's leading scorer.
0: I mean, look, they're playing Arkansas. Arkansas is a solid team. Extremely solid. Uh, Very similar in style to Alabama. They are very similar in style. Second in the SEC Two. Alabama yes so you know I think overall they were what 13 and 4 24 and 6 um in the conference I I still like Arkansas in this game uh, yeah they've won 11 of their last 12 games but you never know about Oral Roberts so that brings it to Arkansas Baylor for me um Baylor Baylor will move on you've got Arkansas Villanova Arkansas moves on Arkansas moves on okay Uh,
1: you know I I think also with Arkansas you know that they, they they play lockdown defense just like Alabama mm-hmm. um they've got the offense uh they play fast mm-hmm. uh, they rate 17th nationally in adjusted tempo so it shows wow. how fast they play um I, I just I agree with you Arkansas I'm sorry uh golden Eagles but I think your Cinderella story is done
0: your run ends here
1: yeah I, I don't see them. Even though you have the nation's leading scorer in Max Atmos, I don't see Oral Roberts getting okay. past Arkansas.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't see it either. I think Arkansas is just going to be too good of a team for them. I mean, Arkansas, you know, they they beat Colgate uh, in the first round, and then the second round they had a tough, tough game against Texas Tech. Tech
1: well, Texas Tech is no roll. They're very, team. very
0: good team. So I feel like they've, you know, can Oral Roberts keep riding this Cinderella? I'm not. I'm not. I'm sure not buying they can. it not I mean, buying you, you know, it you know the only thing that's gonna make i think the next round games interesting is that nobody has to travel you know what i mean because everything's in indianapolis and you also I,
1: don't have any fans like there's no like yeah. you don't have like you're not it's not like in the women's where uconn always played in hartford so it was like every game was a home game for them like i always thought that was completely unfair but you don't have that this yeah. year
0: I think that's impacted the women's tournament. Agree,
1: absolutely. I think it has impacted the women's tournament.
0: Yeah, you don't have your regional fans. Because,
1: you know, we were, you know, and Rutgers was in the Big East with UConn. It, every year, the region was in Hartford.
0: Yep. And and Rutgers, if they were a higher seed, we get games. So that was always good. But Yeah, but... But yeah, so... All right, so you've got Arkansas going in. I've got Baylor going in. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to the Midwest? Midwest, the I, mid- one of my favorite teams at the moment. West Illinois is out. That killed a lot of brackets. Sister Jean is
1: still going on. You have a hundred and one year old nun on your side. You're not losing.
0: I guess. I guess you're you're pretty right on that. Um, I'd like to say that I had uh illinois and west virginia in the elite eight um and wow. yet again i am totally totally wrong um you know houston syracuse uh well actually let's well let's start in the bottom this time houston syracuse is probably <laughs> your next upset i think syracuse is gonna win that oh my game. god me too so Syracuse, <laughs> my God, market town. We agree.
1: I thought you were going to make fun of me for picking no. Syracuse.
0: Syracuse is shooting fifty percent from the three point line. Again, th- this is in the tournament so far against San Diego State and West Virginia. They're twenty nine for fifty eight. So they've taken almost sixty three pointers and made fifty percent of them. So if if they can do any semblant resemblance of hitting forty five to fifty percent of their three pointers, they're going to beat Houston. I absolutely think they're going to beat Houston. And and the reason why I say that is we watched that game very closely. Houston-Rutgers. The Houston-Rutgers game. And Rutgers was fast, they were aggressive, and they played good defense. And I'm not sure that people can play against the zone defense that Syracuse throws out mm-hmm. at them. I was going to say I that. And I think that's going to be the key. And, you know, Syracuse is a fast team, but they're not they, – I don't think they're quite as fast as Rutgers – but they they're better shooters than They also rockers.
1: have more experience. Uh this I is agree. their 7th Sweet 16 appearance since 2009. I mean they just they have more experience. I mean they've got the master of zone defense in their coach, Jim oh, Beheim. Yeah. Uh, they've got his son, Buddy Beheim, who can really shoot the three-point shot. Uh Yeah, I, I you know, I thought you were going to make nope. fun of me, but I got Syracuse beating Houston. This I
0: is My absolute next upset.
1: I am not impressed with Houston because I I watched them play Rutgers. And Rutgers is a good team, but, you know, they're new to the March Madness. We've finally got almost 30 years, right? 1991 was the last time we got a bid. 1983 was the last time time we won won a game. Yeah. So. I mean, Rutgers had Houston on the ropes for that entire game, except for the last ten minutes, and that was only because Rutgers just couldn't close couldn't it. close the deal. But I think it's just because lack lack of experience.
0: And I can't say
1: that Houston closed
0: it. I want to say that Rutgers blew it. Yes, I agree with you. That so was not. That's the difference to me, and that's yes. why I totally agree. We're in agreement. That I and I Syracuse never Syracuse is going to win. I
1: never ever count out Syracuse. No, and- you can't. March Madness never genius but I agree with you on the zone defense I don't think think Houston can deal
0: I don't think they're going to be able to so in the other the other half of the region we've got Illinois knocked out by Loyola Chicago how do you go against Sister Jean I
1: I don't I got Loyola Uh, Chicago I think this is their year to really make a run I
0: think they could go to the final four I think it's going to be Loyola Chicago over Oregon State I mean Oregon State total surprise. Like, where did these guys come from? They're starting to peak at the right time. I'm just not sure they can keep that momentum. And uh, Loyola Chicago's defense is, is good. So I... And I, I love
1: their big guy, Cameron Crutwig. Uh, uh, yeah. He's like 6'9", and like 300 pounds. Yeah, he's With great. that mustache. He's I love great. him. I love him.
0: So um, he actually reminds me of one of my old high school friends. But anyway, um, I see Loyola Chicago beating Syracuse and going on to the Final Four. That's what so, I've got.
1: So... Uh, So Loyola Chicago beat Illinois. Mm-hmm. Illinois had won 14 of its fin- 15 games going like, into the tournament. Handily beat Illinois. And Loyola Chicago beat them by 13. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just, they've got a lot of talent. I think yep. they've got a better team than their 2018 Final Four team. Uh, I just, I think they have the goods to go further. I, you know, I gotta say, I, I'm looking at the teams that
0: are left. And you've got a lot of teams here that have had their players come back for multiple seasons, and I I wonder if we're starting to see that start to have like a positive impact on these college teams. Like these guy, these teams have players that have come back for two or three years. They haven't done one one season and they're gone.
1: But I think you see that too in the mid
0: majors. I that's yeah, and that's exactly it, and that's why I think these. Louisville, Chicago is beating Illinois, and when Oral you know, Roberts, yes, won. and Rutgers almost beat Houston, and Ohio State losing to Oral Roberts, and you know I, I feel like this is a good, you know, North Texas beating Purdue. I don't know many that have come out of Purdue, but yeah, I, I wonder if that's why you're seeing this. Southern Cal beating Kansas, like these are schools that Duke not even making the tournament. Yeah, notably, have players that play for one year and go out to the nba draft and, and it's you know michigan is maybe one that has some players that would go in the draft but like florida state not really ucla i don't think alabama really does gonzaga so, i think the whole team the whole yeah but <laughs> you know i i feel like this is a good uh it, this is a good diverse group that we've got going on so okay so syracuse Loyola. Uh, Chicago and I've got Loyola Chicago going to the Final Four. Me too. You too. Okay, cool. So our Final Four is for me: it's Gonzaga, Florida State, Baylor, and Loyola Chicago. And for you, it's Gonzaga, Alabama,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Arkansas, mm-hmm. and Loyola Chicago. Yes. Okay.
1: Now, I-, I mean, however, as I said before, this is Gonzaga's tournament to lose. I don't think there's anyone that can beat them. They're number one in offensive efficiency, number 10 in defensive efficiency, number four in tempo. They play really, really fast. (laughs) Um, They have two future NBA draft picks in Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert. Uh, Bottom line symbol with Gonzaga, they're legit. I think they're. It's going to be hard to knock them off. I think they're going to be the first undefeated national champion since Indiana in 1975. Wow. I, I. They just. They have it all. I can't. You know. I. I can't see them not winning this. They just have all the goods to win this tournament, and I yes. think they will be the uh, first undefeated national champion since 1975. That's my pick. It's going to be Gonzaga. Oh yeah, that's my pick too. I think we're in for some good basketball. I think so. Um, I always like to see, uh, teams that we usually don't see, uh, get advanced. Like I feel like, you know, every year you've always got North Carolina or Duke or Kansas or, you know, one of those teams. So it's kind of interesting that you don't see a Duke, you don't see a UNC, like it's kind of interesting this yeah, year makes, I mean, livens things up, makes it fun. Yeah. I think it makes I mean, it fun. I mean, you know, I did win uh, office pool when I when Duke did win it, but
0: I think that's like the fourth time you've mentioned it. By the way, I'm proud of it. Damn it, I would be proud of it too. <laughs> I would be very proud of Three it. Three counties
1: in New Jersey that I beat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to uh, to the women's uh, the women's bracket um, a bit, and um, you know, I'm not really surprised by by too much going on in, Me neither. in this bracket. I think it's been it's been pretty quiet. I did want to talk a little bit about Michigan. Um, Michigan women, it's been a long time since they've been good. And a long time, I mean, you know, at least 10 years where they've gotten, especially where they've gotten this far in the tournament to the Sweet 16. They're going to take on uh, Baylor. Sorry. In the uh, Sweet 16.
1: <laughs> I don't have PTSD <laughs> about Baylor women. No, no. But I wanted
0: to talk a little bit about Naz Hillman. Uh, she's an all-american junior she has a famous mom nashima anderson was an all-american at vanderbilt and she played professional basketball and it was it's actually an interesting story um naz didn't want to sort of play in her mom's shadows so she didn't go to her mom's alma mater which she could have uh, out in ohio uh, she was she didn't want to be known as oh you're nashima's daughter you're going to be miss ohio basketball Miss, you know she and she was nominated twice, but she didn't win at all. And during the pandemic, she sort of credits her game getting better and stronger uh, this year because she and her mom watched tape. Because she had she had to come home in March, she and her mom watched uh, watched tape and analyzed the tape and and looked at how she could maybe do a little bit a tape better. Tape of her, tape of her, okay. tape of other. And games. she's Michigan? Yep, she's okay. at Michigan. All right. So she is averaging 24 points a game. Um, She is shooting 62% from the field. 62%. That's impressive. I mean, that's that's insanity. That's insanity. She's getting almost 12 rebounds a game. So she's averaging a double-double. Like that's what her average is that her average is. And she's averaging one assist a game, which is which is pretty impressive. So I mean she's this is her her junior season. She's an amazing, amazing player. She's averaging thirty three minutes a game. Um, you know, nine field goals made fourteen attempts. She's um, also good on the free throw line, shooting almost eighty percent. She's improved all of her stats from her sophomore year. So you want to look out for Naz Hillman. I don't have them beating Baylor, <laughs> but I do want everyone to watch <laughs> Naz Hillman because I I, I think she's really going to end up being a star in the in the WNBA. So okay. they, they I will remember that name, Naz Hillman. Yep. So they take on Baylor on uh, Saturday. Um, the other at 3 p.m. At 3 p.m. Uh, not surprised at all that Michigan beat Tennessee. I think Tennessee was a little bit um, overranked this year. They always uh, are. And the second matchup in that conference, which I'm totally blanking on what that bet region is because they changed it to like Alamo and Riverwalk. And I, I can't yeah, remember I can't, what it's I what, can't keep track of it. Uh, <laughs> is Iowa and Connecticut, which to me, Caitlin Clark, freshman, versus Paige Becker's freshman and I think Caitlin Clark is really your player of the year
1: yes but Paige has the better team around I understand
0: that I understand I agree
1: with you I am agreeing with you but I I think unfortunately Iowa is a very good team
0: I think they're gonna win
1: but they're not Connecticut and you know who's gonna be back to coach this game is he gonna be back Gino will be back hmm so I, I I love Caitlin Clark. I think she's an amazing amazing player. And what's interesting is Caitlin Clark and Paige Becker's both played on the under seventeen together USA team together mm-hmm. when they won that championship world yep. championship. So this is the first time they're playing against each other. Yep. So
0: yep. There's a little bit of a scare with Iowa and Kentucky, and then Iowa remembered that they had to play basketball and went out and beat Kentucky by 14. So, yeah, so it's Iowa-Connecticut. Connecticut has has cruised through their game so far, uh, winning their first one by almost 30 points um, and winning their second one by almost 40 points. So, yes, I, I feel like the Iowa-Connecticut game is going to be a great game. I'm, I'm really excited about that one. That one is on the 27th at 1.
1: Now, you know, a team that you've been talking about that I haven't really been talking about, but I'm going to talk about them now is Maryland Maryland? Hey. You want to talk about an offense, offensive explosion? Hey, I mean, Maryland. they they beat number seven Alabama a hundred to sixty four. Uh, this is the seventh game this season where the Terps have crossed the hundred point threshold. It's brought Maryland to its first Sweet Sixteen since twenty seventeen. Uh, I, I mean, they're all I can. I can just need one word to describe their offense: explosive. Yep. I mean, seven games over a hundred yeah. points, and I know, I know that I have not talked about Maryland, but you have talked about Maryland, but I got to talk about them now.
0: Maryland is the real deal. I, I truly believe that. We'll jump down to that conference, so they're going to take on Texas on the twenty eighth. They should easily beat them. And and Texas, to me, even though it's it was considered an upset, taking UCLA because UCLA had the three seed. I'm not surprised. No, by I'm Texas. not. I'm not b- surprised I feel by like that the either. Last like three four years they've really started to come back to what Texas women's basketball was, you know, with the Jody Conrad era and, you know, that that solid big play that you're used to from, from Texas. And I still see Maryland winning that game easily. Um, I think they're going to win that game easily. I, I, yeah, they Maryland beat Alabama by almost 40 points. They beat um, – who did they play? Uh, was it uh, – Was it Mount St. Mary?
1: I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah, it was
0: Mount St. Mary. They beat them by 53 points. I mean, they are an incredible team.
1: Um, They are just
0: clicking on all cylinders right now. Well, as I
1: said, I can only describe their offense in one (sighs) word, explosive. And they're going to take
0: on – I think they're going to end up taking on South Carolina because I think South Carolina is going to upend Georgia Tech. Yes. Uh, Georgia Tech – not really an upset over West Virginia. I'm not surprised by Georgia Tech. Uh, I talked about them uh, in our bonus podcast because they just came off of the ACC win. Um, you know, I, I like Georgia Tech. I like Georgia Tech. Nell Fortner's our coach. They're not going to beat South Carolina. But they're not going to beat South Carolina. I still like Maryland beating South Carolina. You and I may disagree there. I
1: have South Carolina winning the national championship. So, uh, now, a team that I was high on, and I know I was high on them, and I'm not so high on them anymore, is Louisville.
0: Well, we were both high on Louisville in, um, I want to say, December, January. Yeah. And then I I felt like they just stopped playing together as a team. They've moved through. They got the number two seed. I actually think that might be a little bit high for them, but they did get the number two seed they beat Marist they beat Northwestern they barely beat Northwestern.
1: Northwestern N- that game they could had have the, gone either way and Northwestern had the lead yeah in that game I, I mean they at halftime they were up 32-20. yeah
0: I, I absolutely you know, and, and
1: nothing against nothing against Northwestern they're nope. a really good team they play really well as a team um but I was disappointed in Louisville yeah absolutely. I mean yes they storm back with a 20 to eight third quarter. Uh, you know, and they ended up winning 62-53. But I know I was, I've was i spoken highly of them in the past. I'm not feeling it.
0: Those two, those two second-round games, I think, were two of the best second-round games in the women's tournament. You had Louisville-Northwestern, and you had Georgia-Oregon. Oh, that
1: was a good game.
0: So both of those games were, let's see, Louisville won by nine and Oregon won by seven. But... It was honestly foul shots at the end because when it counted, either team could have won the game with the possession. So with you know the and last I, like I thirty think, seconds of the game, I
1: think Oregon was seated a little low at I six. Think they were, and two. I think I love Georgia, but I think they were seated a little high at See, three.
0: See, I I had Georgia going to the final four. I thought they were they were peaking they were peaking <sighs> early, but um or they were they were peaking but in I, the, I tell you, the SEC. But Oregon looked good to me. Oregon uh, looks really really uh, good Sedona Pr-
1: uh, Prince? Yeah, she's she's, she's amazing. Yeah.
0: And, and a great name. Yes. And I I think Oregon's going to beat Louisville. I could see that. And in the second game in that conference, we've got Stanford and Missouri State. Stanford is a team that people need to start talking they about. They are the
1: silent assassin. No they, one's talking about them and they are good. They
0: <laughs> are going to beat Missouri State. They're gonna play Oregon again. This will be what the third time. Oh God, the third or fourth time they're gonna play them this year, and Stanford is gonna beat Oregon and go to the final four. And
1: that's, I think that's
0: what I see. It Stanford is it, is, they're a great team. I, you know, and I was
1: reading uh, I was reading an article um out of the Stanford area and it was saying that this is probably one of the best teams Tara has assembled at Stanford which That's, is which
0: yeah. is incredible when you think about the teams and all the, all the players that have come out of and Stanford and players of the years that she's produced um it, you know you can never rule her out you can never rule her out uh Tara Vanderveer but um man Stanford looks really good and, they're you really know, balanced this year yes
1: and they're fast and which they're efficient Sometimes
0: they would have you know excellent guards and really good Forwards, this year they've got excellent guards and excellent forwards, so I feel like they're they're just a very well-rounded team, and they're 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 very fast. And Tara Vanderveer is a wizard; she's, like she's, she's a genius. Amazing.
1: Now, I always enjoy watching Stanford because I love when you know they always put their name and their year and their major. <laughs> and this, you know, you see like you know marketing or human resources. That's for every other team, Stanford, you see like. Uh, Biomedical engineering of the cardiovascular thoracic system, or something with, with Chinese as a minor, <laughs> with Mandarin Chinese as a minor, like geopolitical, uh, you know, uh, history with like Portuguese as a minor. It's just insane, it's unbelievable. When, yeah, they're they're kind of smart.
0: Yeah, much smarter than
1: us it's really really <laughs> unbelievable
0: and um
1: i think you could combine our two brains and we still wouldn't equal a stanford student
0: yeah i, I agree with that i agree with that <laughs> but yeah i and they're great basketball players so yeah, yeah i see stanford going on in the funnel. i Four do and sure. i and no one's talking S- about stanford could but i can year. see it i this could see could it year. um we have one more bracket to talk about which again i don't remember what their names are we'll just call it the river Mikado Walk. the river we'll just call I, it. Don't I don't know so um
1: I would the, not want to be the Alamo, because the Alamo bracket, because yeah, the Alamo, the guys were slaughtered, so yeah, that, <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be in that bracket. It's actually
0: really funny. What do you
1: think about it? <laughs> remember the Alamo. You yeah. Which one
0: are you in? The Alamo. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm so sorry. You won't make it to the... I,
1: you know, I bet you Yukon's in the Alamo, because yeah. they just slaughtering everybody yeah. else.
0: Anyway, <laughs> NC, the NC State-Indiana matchup. And uh, Texas A and M, Arizona, holy cow!
1: Texas A and M—they almost had quite the scare.
0: Ooh, Iowa State, you can never rule Iowa State out. Um, they took out Michigan State in the first round by four, and then lost in overtime to A and M by two. And you know,
1: I think A and M won that game because of Jordan Nixon, 30, oh, 35 points, scored the game-winning layup. Out.
0: And you know, A and M had a close game against Troy too, with a bit of a controversial backcourt call, which. I don't know if it was really backcourt or not. Like I, I only saw I only saw it on replay. I didn't see the actual play. I'm not sure if she actually touched the ball in the front court and then it went backcourt. I don't know. But anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. A and M did go on and win. Um but yeah, N T State, Indiana. N T State. Yeah. I got N C State A and M and then A and M go into the final yes, four. I agree with I've that. Got. I just, you know, I think NC State's a really, really good team, but I do feel that they got the one, and A&M should have gotten the one. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something that I'm just not seeing with NC State. I also but, feel like
1: NC State, they're in the ACC, correct? Yeah. Duke didn't play this season. I know.
0: They had a light a light conference. Uh, yeah. Notre Dame was not Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. was not Notre they Dame. They didn't make the tournament.
1: First time in 20-plus years, they haven't made the tournament. Um, the, the ACC just wasn't your usual strong ACC. No. So I think that that helped NC state. Um, I do see them beating Indi- beating Indiana, but that's it. I- I'm just not impressed by them.
0: I do believe it uh, these games can have uh, fans. I think this is uh, the first, oh really, first round, yeah, I think it's 10% or 15% capacity. They're using the Alamo Dome. They split it in half. Um, they're playing two courts in the Alamo Dome which we've been in, and it's ginormous. Uh, And then also... And if you
1: get the chance, San Antonio is a cool city. I love San Antonio.
0: The river walk, the food's amazing. Uh, Going and doing the missions were cool. Seeing the Alamo was cool. But yeah, San Antonio is a great city. So they're using the Alamo Dome. They're using some of the... um, Local colleges, but I, I wonder if they're actually just playing all the games in San Antonio because I've Alamo seen Dome. that games would make at sense.
1: University of Texas, University of Texas San Antonio, Texas State. Yeah, um, yeah. So and and then they split the Alamo Dome in two, so you have two courts. Yep. Um, so. so the women's tournament, for
0: sure. I I just absolutely think it's um, it's it's not going to be any real surprises. I really don't see any surprises. So you UC see UConn. I see I It's tough not to pick them It's tough not to but I don't know That might be the only one I see is Iowa Over UConn I really think Caitlin Clark is is, is I think it's going to
1: be a good Game but better I think
0: they're Taller they're they're stronger they play In a tougher conference
1: yeah You know all right right, We'll see what
0: happens yeah so I have um, Iowa Baylor NC State A&M South Carolina Stanford Maryland Louisville it's kind of what I got. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I'm still sticking with South Carolina as the national champion. I, I think Don Don's due for another championship. So I'm just seeing that.
0: I think Baylor's just too good this year.
1: And then there's always Stanford, as we talked yes. about before.
0: Yes. Yeah. You can never rule out Stanford because holy cow Stanford. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I encourage everyone to check out Naz Hillman. I think I will. she's absolutely going to be a total rock star. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited to, uh, to see what, what, what they do.
1: And yeah. So I, I got to find a team to root for my, my Rutgers girls got knocked out of the first round uh, by even lost BYU. 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 They're a good team, but Rutgers should have won. So I was disappointed in that and a little disappointed with my men cause they almost beat Houston, but they should beat Houston next year. Next, next year. year.
0: There's always next year.
1: Uh, speaking of next year, do you want to move to the NFL? The NFL. So next year, there's a football team that still won't have a name. The Washington football team. I don't understand this. So as we all know, last July, they decided to drop their nickname and logo because of criticism from Native American activists. And I I agree with this. It's definitely an offensive team name. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, let's face it. They did it because major corporations were going to pull out funding for sponsorships. I mean, that's why they changed the name. Anyway. Now since 1933, they've been called the Redskins. Um, do you know where the Redskins franchise started? What city? It was not Washington? Where they started in 1933, and then they moved to Washington Baltimore. in 1937. No, was You're cr- it begins with a B. Oh Boston. Boston. <laughs> so the franchise started in Boston in 1937. They moved to Washington and in that year they won an NFL championship. So basically the Washington football team has decided that they're going to be the Washington football team for the next for the next year. Oh. They're not going to make a decision until 2022. Now They have, I'm not joking, they actually have a five-step plan to choose a new identity. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, let's
0: go, because this is going to be fascinating.
1: Number one, transformation, a new beginning. Number two, (laughs) discovery. (laughs) Throughout the 2020 season, we'll be taking feedback from fans, players, community leaders, and key members of the organization. Number three, insight. We'll run everything we hear through research to narrow down on choices and find the best approach for our identity. Can I just call them? What was it? The Number right, four. Um, I'm going to get to geez. what okay, I think sorry, they should be sorry. called. Number four, creation. We see the vision. Now it's time to make it a reality. <laughs> I got this right off their website. <laughs> Oh, that's even better. It's spelled out on their website. After reaching a decision, we'll work with Nike, the NFL, and our internal team to start bringing that new identity to life on and off the field. And finally, number five, execution. Finally, we put our game plan into action by unveiling and launching our new identity for the fans, the players, and the future. This will kick off the next century of Washington football. So
0: it's basically, see, those five steps. So I'm a product-product manager. For digital marketing well you know I pulled it off
1: their website not only for the podcast but for you because I thought maybe you'd find it handy for work well that's what I use (laughs)
0: that's what I use I use those five steps yeah it's you know I don't call it transformation but I call it idea (laughs) (laughs) and then I call I call it um you know I call idea, then brainstorming and and vetting it out and then insight and then (laughs) then collaboration and making it happen and then launch like that's sort of my steps are kind of the same thing. Um, I don't quite understand. do you know how many marketing
1: pr firms they could have hired to come up with a fantastic name so the poor washington football fans would have a team to root for not some generic washington football team i'm sure they're not selling a lot of jerseys
0: they might be well if they're not you might want to grab one because it'll be worth something in a few years but yes i i agree with you that it to me. I, it's, I don't understand it. it. It
1: sounds like a five-step plan for a self-help group.
0: <laughs> well, like, do we need to go any further than that? <laughs> I think you summed it all up right there. Now,
1: I I I came up with some names I think would be good for Washington. Would you like to hear them? Yes, I'm very interested. Okay, my favorite, and I've mentioned this to you before, are the Washington Redtails. I think it's great. So, if you don't know the history, the Tuskegee Airmen were the first black military aviators in the U.S. Army Air Corps, which was a precursor to the Air Force. Um, They flew over 15,000 missions in Europe and North Africa during World War II. Impressive performance. They got 150 Distinguished Flying Crosses. Uh, It helped encourage the eventual integration of the U.S. Armed Forces and for identification purposes, the tails of their planes were painted red. So they were called the Red Tails. I think that would be a really fitting name for Washington. And the colors match.
0: <laughs> yes, that's the other thing. I mean, do you really want to change the whole color scheme? I mean, it's a pain. Believe me, I've been there. But yeah, I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand um, why they're going another year. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't they start this process, you know, Last year, well, I got another one. Oh, okay. Please, you
1: ready for this one? I like Red Tails. The Washington monuments, our <laughs> defense stands firm, like the monument. <laughs> Even if it gets a crack, it still stands. <laughs> yes. Right from the earthquake. Okay, so that's one. Okay, not my favorite, but it's not bad. Not bad. Uh, some people have suggested the Washington Senators, like the old baseball team. I I don't know if I like that because it's got a baseball connotation. Yeah, and I'm not sure on that. Yeah. And then if you want to go with like you know showing a positive image of like Native American or or anything you could say Washington Warriors. So they'd be the Warriors. That's not bad. I I mean out of those I like the Red Tails. I think
0: Red Tails is my favorite because it has it has a pretty strong history to it too and I think it's a nice way to to honor them. Um I would want a football team named after. I think that would be really cool. cool. (laughs) So yeah, I. But hey, you know,
1: I do like the Washington monuments. I do like that,
0: (laughs) like that too. But it could also mean that your quarterback is a monument and just gets sacked all the time.
1: They just just need to trade for Ben Roethlisberger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we think of Ben for the upcoming season. Which Yes, a friend of mine actually texted me this morning and said that she and her husband were having a a debate because he he got mad at her because she said Ben's washed up and is going to get hurt. And he's like, what do you mean? You know, or she said he's too old. What do you mean? He's not too old. Tom Brady's still playing and he's older. And she texted me and said, am I crazy? And I said, no, you're not crazy. I said the difference is is that Ben Roethlisberger hangs out in bars and you know drinks beer. Well, and not anymore. That. He's
1: married and has children well, and that's found fine. Jesus.
0: Fine. Okay. So he he found Jesus. That's great. Good for him. But he he does not do the Tom Brady no. whatever health plan, yoga and Pilates. He also doesn't I have mean, Tom Brady's brain. And this is this is the man who drove a high speed motorcycle, crashed it. Was really could have could have died or been severely injured, had a concussion. Was was pretty badly was very badly hurt, and then turned around and sued the state of Pennsylvania for not having a helmet law. I mean that's that's what we're talking about here. Do you see Tom Brady
1: doing that? No. No. Tom Brady does brain exercises every day to keep his brain. And in Ben shape. Roethlisberger scrambles his brains. That's He, he that's scrambled them is. long ago.
0: So I just, I agree with my friend. I, think I agree I with you said, too. I said five games, he's going to be hurt. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my feeling on him. But, um, you know, another topic I want to talk about in the NFL is, um, what the hell with Deshaun Watson? Like, if these are true, if these are true, I mean, I think even if they're not true, he's a Texan.
1: Oh, he's not leaving the he's, Texans. He, nobody's nobody's going to touch, touch him. him.
0: Nobody's going to touch him. I, you know, forever, I've been talking about Carolina, 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 I think if Carolina makes a move to get him now, that's on Carolina. Because yeah. Because I just, I, I can't get over it. I can't I think get over 16, these 16 out sexual I mean, uh, misconduct You, you may be able to push
1: a couple under the rug, but not 16. Oh,
0: God. You shouldn't push any under the rug. But, I mean, you know that as well. But,
1: yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. I, this is this is bad. Well, what I can say is he screwed. Yeah. Um, he's going to be stuck with a team he hates. Um, he
0: hasn't even come out with a response. I think the only response he came out with is when the allegations came out. He said it's completely false. He hasn't talked to his team. He hasn't done anything. Anything. So that doesn't look good. He's going to sit out this year. He's going to say he's going to sit <sighs> yeah. out this year. They. Oh, Ever pardon me. Situation. Goodness gracious. Um, Didn't expect the video to start playing. Um. Who's he's, that man in our who is that? We don't have men in this house. What's going on? We
1: have a dog, but we yeah. do. Yeah,
0: it's Mars. Um anyway. Um he is absolutely gonna sit out this year.
1: I didn't even think of that, but he's gonna you're right. sit out.
0: They've got him in contract through twenty twenty five. I think they're gonna try to push him next year. They're gonna let this sit. And either he's gonna sit out voluntarily or the NFL is gonna say, While we're investigating, you need to sit and, just, and he'll you know stay fine.
1: Let it kind of just disappear with the Like the... Antonio Brown. Exactly. People forget. People have a very let's, short memory. Let's
0: not forget that Antonio Brown just won a Super Bowl after two seasons ago being charged for sexual assault.
1: Well, okay. So we're, we're talking about some not-so-nice guys in the NFL. But I want to mention a really good guy, NFL player. I don't okay. know if you heard about this. So Patriots offensive lineman Justin Herrer heron is being lauded as a hero because he stopped an attempted sexual assault in arizona over the weekend he was at a park with a when a 30 year old man was seen was seen trying to take advantage of a 71 year old woman so the man had knocked the woman to the ground he was attempting to remove her pants heron who happened to be working out at the park heard screaming and was like i have to do something um you know, he goes, I'm a football player, so I'm kind of big. I try not to be too aggressive with people, knowing that I could potentially hurt them. He said, I do have a loud voice. I yelled, told him to get off of her, and then yanked him off, and I held him down and told him to wait until the cops came. He said, my parents always talked to me about it. If there's someone in need, make sure you can help them and be the best that you can be. If someone needs your help, help them. So, he uh, I, I think that he saved her, yeah, so he's, he's I think pretty he's, awesome. I saw how big he is. He's 6'5", 305 pounds. Oh, that's not large. And the guy that he stopped from assaulting is that 5'7". woman <laughs> was much smaller. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I mean, I love stories like that's this coming awesome. out of the NFL. I mean, we always hear about the Deshaun Watsons and the Antonio Browns, but I like—I want to hear more about guys like Justin Heron. I agree. This guy, is a, he's a rookie. He's a 25 years old. He played last year as a rookie. And I love that he basically quoted his parents when he said that, if someone needs your help, go help them. And that he stopped this, what could have been a, a, a horrible attack. So I give major props to Justin Heron. He is a patriot, but I won't hold that against him. He's a good guy. So <laughs> he's, he's a one rock of, star. He's one of the, the good stories to come out of the NFL when we think there are no good stories coming out of the yes. NFL. So yes, or in pro- general. So yeah. yeah. That's so props good. to Justin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is good. That is good news. I like that. I like that. I do think Zach Wilson's stock went up a bit. I think he's going to end up with the Jets.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry, Zach.
0: Yeah, I, I really do. I, but you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to go one in Jacksonville. I think Zach Wilson's going to go. You the don't Jets. see
1: the Jets trading that number two pick to get more picks lower down.
0: I think they absolutely need to reset at quarterback. I don't. I think the Darnold experiment,
1: but there are, is are not other working. There
0: are are other quarterbacks I in think the draft. Zach Wilson fits well into their program i mean i think it's no just young quarterback fits
1: well into the jets program
0: <laughs> i think the broncos are going to take justin fields
1: i could see that um did you see there was a couple of interesting signings in football yeah let's go so speaking of quarterbacks uh so now that carson wentz is officially out of philadelphia uh the eagles needed a quarterback uh that could serve as a viable number two for jalen hurts uh, they signed Joe Flacco to a one-year deal. Um, but if you think he's going to be the kind of mentor that maybe Philadelphia is looking for, uh, he said he wasn't signed on to be a assistant coach. He signed on to compete. Uh, he said he's going to compete for the role of starting quarterback, um, and he's not necessarily going to mentor Jalen Hurts. Um, but then he goes on and says that your goal as a football player is to show people around you that you can play football. So maybe he's going to maybe that's what Jalen Hurts needs is some competition. If you mm-hmm. have a guy behind you who can take your starting job, that's going to make you play better. Mm-hmm. Joe Flacco is uh, he's not he's not washed up. He's not you know he's a good quarterback. He won a Super Bowl with Baltimore. Um, so he's going to be offering Jalen Hurts some nice competition, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, uh, you know another quarterback is Gardner Minshew. Now I don't know if you heard about this. I mean, we know Jacksonville is going to take the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence, uh, but they just signed C.J. Uh, Beth. How do you say his name? Bethard? Bethard? Bethard. Bethard. Sorry, C.J. To a two-year, $5 million deal. So if they, they're they going to draft Trevor Lawrence, they signed C.J. Beathard?
0: Beathard? C.J.B.
1: C.J.B., um, <laughs> What does that mean for Gardner Minshew?
0: Well, I don't think Gardner Minshew is, is you know, the, their guy at all. No,
1: I, I mean, I have some of his numbers. You know, he completed 66.1% of his passes last season for 2,259 yards, 16 touchdowns to 5 interceptions, quarterback rating of 95.9. Uh, He's 25th in the league in completion percentage, 20th in touchdowns, and fourth in interception percentage. Uh he's a former sixth round pick. Um I, I mean, I think there's some value in him in the trade market mm-hmm. because he's not a great quarterback, but he's got experience. He's a decent quarterback. And he's got experience. Yeah, so he does. I'm thinking I don't know if he fits in with their coach's uh mindset. Does he go to Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, still
0: trying to get Carolina A quarterback I know I'm I not know. really uh, sure why But I am
1: but I, I've if I was Gardner I'd be a little worried since They hired CJB Yeah. <laughs> that
0: was good that was good
1: um, I, You know maybe have him as a Placeholder until CJB is a Placeholder until Trevor Lawrence is ready And uh, I don't know I'm thinking they may They may trade him see what They can get maybe they try and get some more picks it, It's not it's not a bad idea
0: you know, it's it's not a bad idea. But, yeah, it's... um, yeah, I, I could see him being used in a trade in the draft. Yeah, I mean, picks. when I they asked Urban
1: Meyer about it, he was sort of like, oh, I haven't spent enough time with Minshew yet to make that determination.
0: When, so that means he has.
1: Yeah. So basically, when guys say that kind of stuff, it means that when they're kind of wishy-washy and don't really give you an answer, it means that's the answer. Yeah, they have. they have. So I don't know if we're going to be seeing Gardner Minshew in a uh jacksonville uniform which is a I shame I think so i, I don't hope he gets so. a chance to play i do enjoy his his really cool retro haircut
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think i think he he's i think he's gonna play i just yeah i don't think i mean what about you know could he end up in chicago yeah you never oh, know Oh
1: god well chicago they need to do something
0: yeah well you know my bills picked up mitch trubinski which uh, i backup. don't think
1: that's a bad move for a backup <sighs> quarterback he's not a bad quarterback He's no Josh Allen, but he's not bad. Josh Allen
0: better not get hurt. We all, but I don't, all us Buffalo fans need to say I don't prayer. think
1: I don't think it was a bad pickup. I mean, look at the, the Steelers. Who's their backup? Yeah, I know. Mason Rudolph? It's fine.
0: Yeah. It's fine. I, I,
1: think we'll it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. But do we know who the starter's gonna be for Chicago or are they still No, I think
0: they're still kind of in
1: limbo. So they're still looking. Are they gonna there, there
0: was there was apparently a picture sent around of Andy Dalton? And it said, you know, welcome to Chicago because that's kind of the rumor that Andy Dalton's going to go to Chicago. Well, and, now that and Dak appara- is back, apparently yeah. Apparently he got ripped by the Chicago fans, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what's going to happen well, in Chicago. Well, Chicago, I mean,
1: the Bears fans are desperate for a successful team. I mean...
0: I know you've said Russell Wilson. I still see him going to Vegas. I mean, watch Carr go to Chicago and Wilson go to Vegas.
1: Well, they just restructured a deal, Vegas, with uh, Mariota, their backup. Mm-hmm. So...
0: But you need a starter. Mariota's not a starter. No, I know, but. He's a high end backup.
1: I I agree, but I'm saying maybe they are looking to make a move, get rid of Carr. Russell Wilson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sierra has her Tuesday, Thursday in between Celine Dion. That's all I'm saying, people so oh, yes I, I think i think it's gonna be um the bears better do something because i don't even know we are kind of running out of time yeah you like, need a, you need a quarterback you need to get people excited about
1: quarterback it. is your point guard you yep, need a quarterback pretty much
0: pretty much pretty
1: much. uh do you have anything else about the nfl the nfl
0: no that's kind of it that's kind of it um that was a like guard living room chat that we usually have about sports um the nhl We've got a couple uh, things that kind of uh, have been going on a bit in the NHL. I know that they changed the draft order. There's a different rule um, going on for that. And we had a referee being fired, which has been a hot topic with yes. a hot mic about wanting to call became a penalty. became a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> wanting to call a penalty on Nashville. And, you know – Don't get me wrong, I bet that happens all the time. Oh, please, Um, it does, it does. I mean,
1: Tim Tim Peel Peel. has been one of the most controversial refs in the game. Yeah, in the game. For a while, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's kind of no surprise that it happened with him. It's actually kind of funny it happened with him. But how stupid are you that you have a hot mic and you say crap like that? Like, what's wrong with you?
1: Well, you know, he's uh, 53. He was set to retire at the end of this season anyway. So the fact that the NHL... uh, They they, uh, said that he would no longer call any more games is not really a punishment. Oh, so they forced him into retirement. He's retiring. Is he still getting a paycheck?
0: I guess that's what what it's really going to kind of boil down to. His dismissal
1: is only expediting his departure a month early. So what the (laughs) Um, hell? The NHL in their Uh, statement doesn't say he was fired or terminated, just that he won't work any additional games. So I think they're just going to let him sit on the bench and retire peacefully in a month. So what does that say about the NHL? Like
0: uh, it's like grow they're a
1: pair and they're sort of feigning a moral stance. Like they're sort of saying, "Oh, we're going to be firm about this." But they're not really. They're not.
0: No, they're not. They're not. It's like uh shaking your hand and stabbing you in the back at the same time, right? Like it just does, it doesn't make any sense. I don't I don't quite quite understand. I
1: think I mean, if we look at the NHL, I think in terms of officiating, they probably have the most uh, I guess like bad officiating (laughs) I mean it's been rough this
0: year I feel like it's been rough this year
1: I mean that has always been an accepted part of hockey like I mean how many times have you seen a team get really screwed by a bad call that wasn't a bad call but then in the next couple plays the other team gets a bad call that wasn't a bad call to sort of or you get balance it out
0: call- yeah i mean bastine in the game that we went to last week which by the way first time for live sports it was 347 awesome 347 days 70, oh, 74 days 374, yeah, 374 days i think it was um, read my blog <laughs> uh yes release his blog about it it's very exciting uh but yeah we went to the devils and the penguins game which the devils actually won it was really exciting but bastine took a hit he was in a defenseless position with his head down with his head down against the board took a hit and there was, there was nothing. He's out. Yeah. He's out. He has an upper body injury. He's out.
1: And it's not like the officials missed it. They no, were right there, there were
0: two officials right there.
1: Now, I, I was reading an article, and I think this actually is a really good idea. So people are saying the NHL should do what the NBA does with its last two minutes reports. So when it comes to those reports, the NBA investigates and analyzes the quality of officiating decisions towards the end of close games. And they release those findings to the public openly conveying when refs get things right or wrong. Yay. So the NHL could do that. (laughs) They could, they could do that. You know, have the last two minute reports and they break it down They analyze it And they make it public
0: And they should Make the refs better Like I don't like All the stoppages And plays I hate The stoppages And in plays In, in basketball I, I don't like it In baseball Don't get me started With the jump ball In basketball Because that's an episode Of an hour long itself
1: I think that might be A blog post <sighs>
0: the jump ball anyway i know I um, say it all the time the possession arrow it's the possession arrow not the jump ball it should be a jump ball it's the possession arrow that yeah. i hate um but yeah no i i, I agree it, make it better make them better um because in pressure moments yeah you might miss something
1: or you but might see it, it there's a way, human or, element to the absolutely. job i mean there's gonna be mistakes absolutely absolutely
0: But That doesn't mean we should get robots either.
1: No, but if we had those, like the NBA, the last two-minute reports, I think it would would be good. It would offer transparency to teams and the fans, and I think that would also help the NHL uh, sort of keep track of uh, of the behavior of its officials. Yeah, take responsibility. I mean, hire some MIT grads (laughs) to to, to do the stats for you, and... You know, come up with these reports, make them, you know, it's give them to the press, give them to the public. And it's a way of keeping track. Yep. So I, I, in the article I was reading, I I agree with it. I think that's a great idea because unfortunately the NHL and officiating, they're known to have some of the, I don't know, shadiest officiating at times. So I think there needs to be more transparency.
0: Yep. That's Awesome. That's awesome.
1: Now, the you mentioned the draft pick. Yes. The so what's in the going draft... on with
0: the draft order and the change there?
1: So they basically did it because uh, teams that were finishing lower in the standings weren't necessarily getting the higher picks. And so they were trying to fix that. Uh, it's, it's to help teams that finish lower in the standings. Uh, this comes after the 18th place New York Rangers won the 2020 lottery pick. The Detroit Red Wings, who had the worst record in the league, came up fourth. So it shouldn't, I mean, if it was really going to work right, you want the Red Wings to have the first. That's what I would think. But it didn't. So what they're going to do, they're going to, number of lottery draws is reduced from three to two. So the last place team can't draft lower than third overall. Okay. Clubs can move up a maximum of ten spots, so only eleven teams have a shot of winning the number one pick instead of the current sixteen. And no team can win the draft lottery more than twice over a five-year period, which I don't like that one because my Devils won the first pick uh, within three years. Yeah, twice two in within three, three years.
0: years, but I, I think it—I think it makes it a little more fair. <laughs> you know, I mean it. Does it stop a Cleveland Cavaliers type of a scenario when LeBron James was coming into the draft? Probably not. You could still tank, you know, if you if you really want to. But, but you have
1: you're limited to your lottery picks.
0: Yes, which I
1: which I think is I
0: think it's fair. I think it's trying to balance out. And I, I the like talent. that they're
1: cutting it to ten from
0: sixteen. I agree with that. I agree so. with that. I think that's good. I I feel like. I feel like, well, especially maybe this year, I feel like we're starting to get into that rut of like, like we did with major league baseball. When you had these teams with the, the salary caps that just had so much money, like the Yankees and the Red Sox, and they were just dominating, dominating baseball and the Dodgers and, you know, dominating it. And then they put in all those rules where a certain percentage, it has to be balanced. Like they all have to be balanced. So, if you go over your cap, you've kind of got to pay into this like uh free parking thing that's then kind of distributed to the teams and I, and I think that's that's a good thing because I think it's made baseball more balanced. Mm-hmm. and I think that this draft may help make is a step in making the NHL more balanced because i I feel like I feel like you're you're starting to get to that that area with the NHL where you've got your Tampa Bay is dominant. Vegas is really good again. Um, the Capitals,
1: uh, Toronto. Yes, these are but all
0: Boston,
1: a team that I kept saying was going to win the Stanley Cup that wasn't doing very well. All of a sudden, are surging ahead. Vancouver. No, I said Colorado Avalanche. Colorado.
0: Yes, sorry, Carolina too. I mean the Carolina <laughs> I but yeah Colorado they were 10th in the previous ranking they're up, the, they're up five to number five Nathan
1: McKinnon's back
0: yes yes so yeah like I, I wonder I, I don't know like maybe maybe I'm just wishful thinking and it's not really going to matter but uh, but I do wonder for trying to balance the league a little yeah. bit more
1: but I you know and, and I think if they really wanted to balance the league they would be a little bit more transparent when it comes to officiating. Yes, I totally <laughs> agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. But yeah, Tampa Bay is back in, in number one for the power rankings for this. Tampa week. Bay is We're a juggernaut. Three. I just don't see it anybody beating them. But at, m- my Oilers are really surging ahead. Um, Vegas.
0: Vegas is number two. Carolina is number three. You got the Florida Panthers at number four. That one is still a surprise to me, and I'm just not buying it. It's kind of like you with Baylor men in the NCAA yeah. tournament. Just not buying it. Colorado is uh, number five. Caps are number six. Islanders are seven. Maple Leafs are eight. Wild. The wild. The wild. are number nine. They did drop, but where have they been? And Boston is hanging around in that 10-11 spot. Um Again, but yeah, no. Edmonton's starting to to play well. They're finally back playing. They're stuck in Montreal for what four days, five yeah, days because yeah, of COVID. Of 19, COVID um, uh, is that
1: the first time it's happened in the Canada? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes,
0: it is. And there have been several in the U.S. division, as I call it. And that was the first one up in up in Canada. So yeah, I, I feel like Edmonton is kind of making a push right now. I feel like they're they're really starting to click and play well. Calgary has is just at the bottom of the barrel wow. but the worst team ottawa nope detroit they are on a 14 game losing streak oh buffalo you got it buffalo buffalo they could break the record which is 18 set by the pittsburgh penguins which would people think that because the penguins are so good but they really sucked in the early 2000s
1: yeah and then they got Sidney crosby yep yes, and they, they got did. malkin and they got chris letang and they got Mark, they um, Mark
0: andre Fleury. Kessel, right? Phil Kessel. Phil, Phil Kessel. Kessel was in there, too. So, yeah. So, Buffalo Sabres, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, they're number 30. Ottawa Senators are 29. Red Wings, 28. And our lovely New Jersey Devils,
1: 27. Hey, they're playing better.
0: They're playing really well. I got to say, they're playing well. I feel like the lines are starting to, like, you know, actually make sense and, uh, I think, and you play know, well together. They need a couple more years. And not for nothing, but P.K. Subban with that shot. That ricocheted and took Nico Heishir out. He's still out. He's been out for what? They had a month? to have surgery. I know. Busted up his sinus cavity. What the hell's wrong with you? Anyway uh I yeah nashville predators are 25 which is uh the old or the devil's old coach
1: <laughs> yeah it's great because they give fans, him another week and he's gone the fans are chanting fire hines and the fans did that in jersey <laughs> i can re- can't get away from it uh, I yeah think he should just take he's up a golf. terrible coach he needs to take he really up golf. is i don't yeah. know I, I was surprised when nashville hired him but take whatever up golf dude take up golf
0: so yeah so that's the uh nhl everything else you want to touch on in the nhl no that was it Real quick, the last thing I want to just mention is we've got dirt track racing in NASCAR for the first time in 50 years. I I think this is going to be so much fun. I am really excited about this. Um, I've never seen this level. Well, no one's ever seen this level of racer all racing together on a dirt track. I mean, there have been times where people have gone back and raced on their dirt tracks like Martin Truex has done it. I think Junior did it. Dale Earnhardt Jr. did it one time. I think Joey Logano did it one time where they went back to tracks and just, you know, kind of race for like an exhibition or whatever, but it's really
1: awesome. It's taking place in Bristol. Um, yeah. Cause I think uh, Flemington was dirt track, right? Yes. It's that old race track that by us, it's now a, a shopping mall, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you went to some of the races Flemington there and dirt that was and dirt. they made it asphalt. Yep, yeah. They did make it asphalt in the end,
0: but yeah, so it's, it's an Olympic in an Olympic sized pool worth of dirt 3,300 cubic yards now to what, put that into a little bit more perspective it's 149,851 kegs of beer <laughs> that's how much dirt it's a 0.53 mile concrete oval that they put all this dirt on it but i have
1: a few questions yes a where did they get the dirt is it special dirt
0: it is not special dirt in fact the dirt is brought from about 20 different sites. They looked at all different types of dirt and they they've taken um, they did temperature checks, they did all this stuff, but it's taken from 20 different sites that support and put dirt on some of the local smaller tracks okay. around. It was two thousand truckloads of dirt
1: because I, I, I all dust
0: was... down first. Then they put some clay and then the dirt.
1: Because I was wondering, you know, maybe it was like the, the, the red clay they put on baseballs. It comes from one top secret location uh, near Camden, New Jersey. Uh, so I was wondering if it was the same thing. Uh, my second question is, what do they do if it rains? It's not like they can put the big track uh, hair dryers that they drive around <laughs> and dry the tracks with. Like, do they race in the mud? Well,
0: here's the thing. I I mean I'm just curious. You know, I don't really know actually know what they're gonna do. I know that any other any dirt tracks I've gone to is is that if it rains you still race. Like it it doesn't matter. Like it's actually it's a different type of racing, but you still raced. It wasn't like it, it completely shut down
1: the racing. Um, and now, obviously, I'm not sure what they're going to do. The tires are going to be different than what they normally use. Everything's different. Okay. The
0: car setup. Everything has to be different because it's all drifting. It's it's all yeah drifting. It's a it's a half mile track. I mean, Bristol's small anyway. So you got your short track guys that are going to mm-hmm. kick butt. But then you throw dirt on it. I see Martin Truex winning it. He's he's probably the best on dirt.
1: He is. I agree with that. I, I uh, don't.
0: I don't think anybody else is is gonna come. And close he's a
1: Jersey guy. He
0: is a Jersey now guy. He, New he, Egypt.
1: Yeah. Now he got his start in New Egypt. Is that I, I don't know. Is that asphalt or is that dirt or do they have dirt? It is dirt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then that makes sense. Yeah. No. I I think
0: he's definitely definitely gonna win it. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited. I am too. Um, I'm excited about it. It's the first time in 50 years. I bet
1: you the drivers are excited about I it. I think
0: they are. They actually did an iRacing test of Bristol. They turned the iRacing track into um, dirt so that they could kind of feel what it would feel like because it's going to feel very different.
1: <laughs> yeah, very,
0: very different. So yes, definitely check that out. They've got four qualifying races. They're doing they're doing the trucks, the the um, Xfinity, and the Cup series. So takes place on sunday definitely check it out just to see a little bit of history first time in 50 years that they nascar has had a cup race on dirt
1: now my last thing about it is i would not want to be the person who's responsible for cleaning up the dirt afterward
0: i think it's actually going to be a bit easier to clean it up um they i i think their plan is to as soon as the the, the last dirt series event wraps up which i think think is next the bulldozers are going to come in (laughs) they have to get it back to a pavement track because they've got a cup race coming in in september Mm -hmm. so they're sort of estimating that it's going to take at least a month to get the dirt out of there but it is it's you know when you have to put it down they had to put down a layer of sawdust and they had to put some clay and then they put the dirt on top of that so you're talking three different layers of pounding it down they just go in and they just scoop all this shit up and they take it out and then they put it i don't know where they're putting it it would be kind of smart to sell it um, because I would take a little bit of Bristol track. Dirt. I thought maybe they
1: would just get a giant uh, pressure washer and just pressure wash. They the could dirt. probably do that too.
0: Yeah. they could probably do now, that too. <laughs> and lastly,
1: I think, you know, if there will probably be some fans there, can you imagine what you're going to look like oh. at the end of that oh, yeah. race? <laughs> I mean, when you went to a dirt track
0: uh, for the, it was the, uh, the, just the midget racings, you did not wear a white shirt. <laughs> you just didn't wear a white shirt it's, because you would be brown.
1: Well, it's kind of like when I would go to the the uh, 4H fair and I would always get my funnel cake and I would inevitably have the funnel cake and you had a black shirt on. I always wore a dark colored yeah. shirt and I usually ended up with an imprint of the funnel cake on my shirt from the powdered sugar. See, this so. would just
0: be dirt. And if you're holding something, then the dirt... It's like kind of like when you you, know, if you I forget was,
1: to put the suntan lotion on. If I was on. at a race, I'd probably have a funnel cake. You so I would, would have dirt and powdered sugar all that's over my just shirt. sounds
0: like a delicious combination, doesn't and it? And
1: that's what it would be. But that's why you always wanted
0: it to kind of rain because they would rain. If it was pouring and muddy, they wouldn't rain. But if it was just, you know, kind of your July passing shower track got wet it was pretty it was good it was good and they do wet the tracks down to to kind of keep the safety that makes sense the safety there but yeah it it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm really excited to
1: see how these guys do it martin truex for the win martin truex i absolutely think so so i think that's all we have for this week I mean, I know we could probably talk about baseball, but we could save that for next week. We
0: could. We could. It's been a long episode this week, but we've had a lot of stuff to talk about. There's a lot of sports going on. I know. This is like blowing my mind. It's totally blowing my mind. All we need is a little football and we've got, you know, actual sporting event to watch. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) We've got basketball, hockey, baseball's coming up and and you know we've yeah, got baseball
1: opening day is april 1st i believe first yeah yep.
0: so it's coming we're excited so yes yeah, so thank you for hanging out with us this week hope you guys enjoyed the episode please do follow us on social media and check out our website Uh we hope everyone have a fantastic week and we will talk to you all next week take yes, care bye thanks for listening to time out with jen and lisa You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anchor.fm slash timeoutjl, and also on Spotify.